Stay tuned for the Sean Casey Show, a podcast for patriots. Welcome back to the Sean Casey Show. We the people to where we meet each and every episode. Uh, we are the podcast for patriots. We are the resistance. This is where we the people do gather together uh, to foment and resist and stop the transformation of the exceptional nation called the United States of America into the Marxist tellhole that the American Marxists like Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, AOC, uh, the squad, you name it, they want to drag us into be like Cuba and Venezuela and other alleged uh, totalitarian utopias which failed miserably. Everywhere it has been tried, Marxism fails, uh, and it will continue to fail. It is nothing more than shared misery for uh, the rest of the people, the uh, the country class, the ruling class, the globalists, the elites, the people in power uh, that continue to uh, take money from us and uh, and so on and so forth. They're, conti- they're going to continue to enjoy all the benefits of the world, but certainly uh, not uh, the country class. So it is Independence Day, uh, July 4th, uh, 2023. It's America's 247th birthday. And I do call it Independence Day because it is a reminder of what this day is all about. I know everybody's gathering for cookouts and uh, and fireworks uh, in the evening, and uh, and it's all symbolic of our independence. But we have to be reminded exactly this independence did not come without a cost. As Ronald Reagan closes our podcast out, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction, and it is important for us uh the elders the uh, grandparents and the parents and the adults in the room uh, to make sure that our children know exactly what they're dealing with because i just saw a gallup poll which was extremely disturbing to me only 39 percent of americans were extremely proud of america extremely proud uh, of the united states of america And so it's important that we share these values. We share how we came to be a great country. And indeed, we are a great country. We are not a perfect country. There is no such thing. Uh, But we are, uh, I think, the greatest country on the world. And we live with the greatest document known to man called the Constitution of the United States. But today... Uh, the uh, the document in question is the Declaration of Independence. And I always think it's important to go back, revisit that declaration, what led up to the declaration, who signed the declaration, and what happened to them uh, as they were signing and afterwards. Because I think it's a lesson we're not taught uh, in many of our schools. In fact, I don't know how many school children today we broadcast from behind the blue lines of uh, Baltimore and in Maryland, Baltimore, as you know, or maybe not, is the birthplace of the Star-Spangled Banner, our national anthem, uh, when Fort McHenry was bombarded uh, by the British. Uh, after they sacked and burned Washington and the White House, uh, they came to Baltimore and uh, were looking to bombard and take over at Fort McHenry. And as we now know, Francis Scott Key uh, was amazed uh, that uh, Baltimore withstood the bombardment, and there was Old Glory, uh, you know, with uh, <laughs> tattered and ripped, uh, but still flying on that mast, on that flagpole, he, uh, he expected to see the British uh, colors up there on top of that flagpole 
and imagine his shock, imagine his surprise, and that would, which led to him to write the poem, The Star-Spangled Banner, uh, which was later uh, set to music and became our national anthem. It was also an incredible weekend of history when it comes down to this. Uh, Jan- July 3rd uh, was the, again, uh, in 1863, the Battle of Gettysburg. Uh, the turning point in the Civil War. It was a battle that started on July 1st, uh, lasted for uh, three three whole days, uh, the 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, and resulted in the death of 50,000 American uh, brothers. Uh, and it just uh, was one of the worst battles in the history of the United States, worst casualties in a war that claimed over 650,000 war dead. Um, so it's important to remember how we got here. And what we were fleeing from. You know, the Declaration of Independence was not, well, it was um, proposed and adopted on this day. Nine out of the 13 states voted for it. Two states voted against it, Pennsylvania and South Carolina. uh, And um, another state, uh, New York uh, and uh, Delaware, uh, abstained. New York would vote later for it. Uh, but it actually wasn't signed until almost a month later because at that point there was things moved at glacial speed but it was adopted it was voted on it was approved on this day july 4 1776 and it listed the 27 reasons why americans declared their independence from the 38 year old uh, tyrant king george the third who ruled the largest empire the planet earth had ever seen uh, you know, reasons and uh, grievances like uh, he has made judges dependent on his will alone. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. He has kept among us in times of peace standing armies to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our Constitution for quartering large bodies of armed troops among us for imposing taxes on us without our consent for depriving us in many cases of the benefit of trial by jury, for establishing an arbitrary government, for altering fundamentally the forms of our governments. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, burnt our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. He is at this time transporting large armies of foreign mercenaries to complete the works of death, desolation, and tyranny. He has excited domestic insurrections amongst us, and has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers, the merciless Indian savages whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguishable destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions. So just some of the grievances listed in the Declaration of Independence. 33-year-old Thomas Jefferson's original rough draft of the Declaration actually contained a line condemning slavery, as the King of England was part owner of the Royal African Company. Imagine that. Uh, he had put uh, Jefferson wrote he has waged cruel war against human nature itself in the persons of a distant people who never offended him, captivating and carrying them into slavery in another hemisphere or to incur miserable death in their transportation thither, suppressing every legislative attempt to prohibit or restrain this execrable commerce, determining to keep open a market where men should be bought and sold Uh, end of quote unfortunately a few delegates from the southern states objected to this line and since everyone was in a panic as the british were invading new york and the city was in flames and since the declaration needed to pass unanimously uh, the line in jefferson's original draft condemning slavery 
was tragically set aside. Now, remember everything you've heard about Jefferson owning slaves and Sally Hemings and all of that. But here was a man that actually put that line in the Declaration of Independence. He knew slavery was evil. He knew it was bad. He knew its time had come and it was it had to go. And he put that in the Declaration of Independence only to have some southern states uh, cast it aside. John Hancock, the 39-year-old president of the Continental Congress, signed the declaration first, reportedly saying, the price on my head has just doubled. Next to sign was Secretary Charles Thompson, 47 years of age. 70-year-old Ben Franklin said, quote, we must hang together, or most assuredly we shall hang separately. The declaration did refer to God, laws of nature, and of nature's God. All men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions, and for the support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence. We mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. This concept was revolutionary, as kings did not believe everyone was created equal. They believed that they, the kings, were created extra special. The belief then was called the divine right of kings, namely that the creator, yes, they believed in God, but the, the God gave the, the rights to the kings, and then the king would dispense them at his discretion to whoever he wished uh, would get them. The Declaration of Independence bypassed the king, making the king irrelevant, uh, making, uh, you know, neutralizing uh, the king's power, and declaring that the creator gives rights directly to each individual person. Many of the 56 signers sacrificed their prosperity for their posterity. Of the 56, 11 had their homes destroyed, five were hunted and captured. 17 served in the military, and 9 died during the war. 27-year-old George Walton signed, and at the Battle of Savannah was wounded and captured. Signers Ed Rutledge, 27 years of age, Tom Hayward, Jr., age 30, and Arthur Middleton, age 34, were made prisoners at the Siege of Charleston. 38-year-old signer Thomas Nelson had his home used as British headquarters during the Siege of Yorktown. Nelson reportedly offered five guineas to the first man to hit his house. Signer Cardin Braxton, who was 40 years of age, lost his fortune during the war, completely wiped out. 42-year-old signer Thomas McCain wrote that he was, quote, hunted like a fox by the enemy, compelled to remove my family five times in three months, end of quote. 46-year-old Richard Stockton signed and was dragged from his bed at night and then jailed. 50-year-old signer Lewis Morris had his home taken and was used as barracks. Another 50-year-old signee, or signer rather, Abraham Clark, had two sons tortured and imprisoned on the British starving ship Jersey, whose nickname among the colonists uh, and the young Americans was hell, because that's where people went to die. You were starved, you were diseased, uh, it, um, you didn't last too long on that HMS Jersey. Well, in fact, more Americans died on British starving ships, actually prisons, than died in the battle uh, or died in battle during revolution.
53-year-old signer Reverend John Witherspoon had his son James killed in the Battle of Germantown. 60-year-old signer Philip Livingston lost several properties to British occupation and died before the war ended. 63-year-old signer Francis Lewis found out that the British had plundered his home and carried away his wife Elizabeth, putting her in prison. The British wanted to make an example of Elizabeth, so they denied her a change of clothes, a bed, and gave her nothing but the most meager of food. She was treated so harshly that she died shortly after being released. 65-year-old signer John Hart had his home looted, and he had to remain in hiding, dying before the war ended. In fact, 41-year-old John Adams wrote, quote, Posterity, you will never know how much it costs the present generation to preserve your freedom. I hope you will make good use of it. If you do not, I shall repent in heaven that I ever took half the pains to preserve it. End of quote. Regarding the day that declaration was signed, John Adams wrote to his wife, quote, I'm apt to believe that it will be celebrated by succeeding generations as the great anniversary festival. It ought to be commemorated as the day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. It ought to be solemnized with pomp and parade, with shows, games, sports, guns, bells, bonfires, and illuminations, fireworks, from one end of this continent to the other, from this time forward forevermore. Uh, Gustave du Beaumont, a contemporary of Alexis de Tocqueville, uh, wrote in 1835 that I have seen a meeting of the Senate in Washington open with a prayer, and the anniversary festival of the Declaration of Independence consists in the United States of entirely a religious ceremony. You will think, John Adams went on to say in a letter to his wife, quote, you will think me transported with enthusiasm, but I am not. I am well aware of the toil, of the toil and blood and treasure that it will cost us to maintain this declaration and support and defend these states. Yet through all the gloom, I can see the rays of ravishing light and glory. I can see that the end is more than worth all the means, and that posterity will triumph in that day's transaction. Even although we should rue it, which I trust in God, we shall not. End of quote. When 54-year-old Samuel Adams signed the declaration, he said, and I quote, We have this day restored the sovereign to whom all men ought to be obedient. He reigns in heaven, and from the rising to the setting of the sun, let his kingdom come. End of quote. 34-year-old James Wilson signed the declaration. He later signed the Constitution, 11 years later, and was appointed to the Supreme Court by George Washington. James Wilson stated in 1787, quote, after a period of 6,000 years since the creation, the United States exhibit to the world the first instance of a nation assembling voluntarily and deciding that system of government under which they and their posterity should live, end of quote. Senator Daniel Webster stated in 1802, miracles do not cluster, and what has happened once in 6,000 years may not happen again. Hold on to the Constitution, for if the American Constitution should fail, there will be anarchy throughout the world, end of quote. And finally, John Jay uh, was president of the Continental Congress, 1778 through 1779, 
later nominated by George Washington to be the first Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. John Jay wrote in 1777, the next year after the Declaration, quote, The Americans are the first people whom heaven has favored with an opportunity of choosing the forms of government under which they should live. All other constitutions have derived their existence from violence or accidental circumstances. Your lives, your liberties, and your properties will be at the disposal only of the Creator and of yourselves. So that's a small history lesson and one that we should share with our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren for our founding fathers, for the people out there saying that they were oppressors, they were slave owners, that they were horrible men and their statues must be taken down and their names erased from buildings and from the history books for all time, you need to fight back. You need to push back and say, we are not perfect. We are all sinners in the eyes of God. We are imperfect, but we continue to strive for that perfection. And where else? What other country? What other form of government would you rather want to live under in this world, on this planet, than in the United States of America? Happy Independence Day. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. Thanks again for joining us on this Independence Day 2023. Getting closer and closer to the 250th birthday. I remember the 200th. I was there at the Bicentennial in our nation's capital. Can't wait for that. want you to have a great Independence Day and finish off your day with fireworks and cookouts, friends and family. Until then, fight hard to stay free. Yeah.